You think I got this body by eating pizza all day? Forget about it. <laughs> Pestilential Turtle Flakes Podcasters, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga dude to do that, and welcome to episode 10 of Turtle Flakes Podcast. I am here with my good man, Josh Atello. How are you, Josh? Cowabunga, Rob. How are you? <laughs> great, man. Great. Uh, so pumped up. We got so much good stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. We have plenty of stuff. Yes, yes. So many things to talk about. Uh, but, you know, the main things we're going to be covering today, we are going to be discussing the 2012 Playmates April action figure. We are going to be discussing uh, issue four of the IDW series. And for our green screen focus, we will be watching and providing commentary on episode four, which was titled, I think, Old Friends, New Enemies or New Friends, Old Enemies, something like that. The title is New Friend, Old Enemy. Okay, okay, I was, I was close. <laughs> See, this is why I got you, man. You're like my wingman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So, so, Josh, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm finally moved into my new place. Better internet now, so it's, it's awesome. I, uh, we just got back from uh, Disney a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, I was, I was sick afterwards, but uh, vacation was awesome. And they had uh, Star Wars weekends there. Dude, it was epic. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. It was pretty awesome. Oh, I'm I'm very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Mark Sweet. Hamill was there. What really? Did you yeah. get to Did you get to shake his hand or? No, he was uh he was it was like a parade thing. You got to see him, and then he did like an interview. Um, but it was hilarious. Like uh, during his interview, he was cracking all kinds of jokes. He was doing uh, impressions of like Harrison Ford and George Lucas. He was really funny. <laughs> and then uh, he was doing a Twitter thing. It was like you would tweet in a question, and someone was like. Can you do uh, the voice of the Joker pretending that he's the he's telling Luke Skywalker that he's his father? It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh! So he did Joker doing Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah. My wife got it on video. I'll have to upload it for you sometime. It's hilarious. <laughs> the one of the most underrated versions of the Joker I think I've ever heard. You know, everyone always debates Heath Ledger or um, Jack Nicholson. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta throw in uh, the wild card. You know, Mark Hamill. Yeah, he did, he did a great job. Oh, my goodness. He was the greatest. Like, I'll never forget, there was a VHS tape that my mom got me. Uh, and those VHS tapes based on the 1990s Batman cartoon, the animated series, uh -huh. they were, I don't know if you remember, but, man, they were pretty dark. The whole cartoon was dark, but I remember it was um, Mask of the Phantasm. And Joker was in that, and in th in this one he was kind of, he played a minor part, but he was living in this, like, old abandoned amusement park. Just the way he was acting in that episode scared me as a kid. I was like, my goodness. And then I didn't even know. You know, I didn't become a Star Wars fan until much later. I didn't even know Mark Hamill was the voice actor for Joker. But I said, man, whoever that is, especially that creepy laugh that he would do, I said, whoever that is, man, they, they're, they're evil. They're sinister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the writing on those episodes were probably some of the best out of any animated series I've ever seen. 
Oh, I agree. I mean, we got the box set on DVD and we watched every single episode and every episode was so interesting because the story was so different and original in every one. It was great. I know that I know this isn't a Batman podcast. <laughs> but there there was one episode, I think it involved Mr. Freeze and I think either his wife had died or he was trying to keep his wife alive. I don't know, but tugged at the heartstrings, I'm telling you. Oh, uh, it was hard to watch. It was so well written. Anywho, we, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today, but before we get into uh, the main topics, I think it's important that we always give our shout-outs. So the first one I want to give to, a uh, shout-out to, is Mark Pellegrini from TMNT Entity. Um, his website is tmntentity.blogspot.com, and he's been writing reviews on every single one of the IDW issues, the Mirage issues, the image issues of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, this guy is so prolific in his writing. He's written about everything that involves Ninja Turtles. And so if you haven't checked out his stuff, he posts on our Facebook page when he can, and he also posts on his website. Um, so check it out. Leave a comment or two. I mean, great informative stuff, and one of my favorite things that he provides is turtle tips at the end of his reviews, and it's usually like trivia, or he'll mention um, a reference that was provided in a comic book issue that references something from, I don't know, the TV show, or, you know, vice versa. So, uh, great writer, and you ought to check him out. Our counterparts on Ninja Turtle Podcasting, What the Shell Podcast, uh, it's a great show, another family-friendly one. If you guys have not listened to them yet, you owe it to yourselves to check them out. I agree. I agree. Great show. Uh, I think it was the first Ninja Turtles podcast ever on iTunes. So excellent show. We have a tremendous respect for the guys. Dylan Cook, uh, Sween Halleck, uh, Mike Lacey, and I know there's another one. I'm, I'm blanking on um, the name. But, uh, oh, Chris Vint. Chris Vint. A great, great group of guys. Love the Ninja Turtles. Definitely check them out. Today is June 18th of 2014, and it's just a couple days before our birthday, eh? Yeah. The, yeah. Dude, we're we're going to be older. Yeah. Like, what is this, 28th anniversary of Robin Josh? Yeah, it is. That's right. That's right. I mean, the most epic month ever in 1986. Ever. Right, right. You all are blessed. Yeah, that's <laughs> this right. It's a blessed month. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, today is June 18th, and this week, way back in 1958, Josh Pace was born. Do you know who Josh Pace is, uh, Josh? No, I do not. Uh, he played the voice of Raphael in the first TMNT film. Oh, wow. He did a great job. Yeah, yeah. And guess th get this. Uh, he was born in New York City, New York. So, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't pick a better guy. Yep. Well, you, that's why it's the, it seems so fitting, you know? <laughs> Especially when yeah. he's talking to uh, Casey Jones, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, will you do a little cricket bit for us? <laughs> All right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just gonna get character here. I'm laughing too much, man. <laughs> cricket, you gotta know what a crumpet is to know what cricket is. Uh, Jose Conseco bat? Please tell me you didn't pay money for this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Josh Pace he played in Scream Three, um, Music of the Heart, Phone Booth, and he guest starred in about 15 episodes of Law and Order. So uh, you know he did a lot of things outside of the TMNT. And, of course, I know him uh, as the first and only turtle to actually cuss on uh, TV. So, uh, happy birthday to him here in about, uh, I want to say, I think, 20, the 21st. So, here in about three days. So, he will be 56. I was really reaching this week to try to find something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good one, actually. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, 
We've got a lot of announcements, man. Well, our first announcement is Kevin Eastman. He has agreed to do an interview with us. We're still trying to iron out the details as to when they'll be on the air, but uh, keep your turtle ears up. <laughs> well, do turtles uh, have ears? They do now. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess uh, answer your, uh, what is it, the shell phone? <laughs> yeah, the, the yep, cellular phone. <laughs> cellular phone. I like it. I gotta give me one. <laughs> That's terrible. But uh, answer your cellular phones uh, if you uh, get a text or a call from us because right or Turtlecom. Yeah, Turtlecom because we yeah. may be notifying you of Kevin Eastman being on our show. Right, right. So don't ignore us. That's right. Don't put us on mute. Don't silence us. <laughs> all right, and then the next thing we wanted to let you all know about uh, really cool news is Daniel Tidwell. Uh, as you'll notice at the intro of our show. Uh, it's a little bit different. He covered. He, he's a heavy metal guitarist. He's he's uh, uh, he has several albums on iTunes. Uh, he's got a huge YouTube following. Caution: uh, These albums will melt your face. Oh my goodness! Yes. Just saying. Uh, this guy knows how to play guitar. I mean, he's amazing, and he's recorded I think two albums dedicated to video games. But he also has his own band called Terracide that uh, is also on iTunes. But, he also had a number of free tracks on his website. I bought both albums, uh, video games. Um, I versus, the, I think. Yeah, versus video games one and two. But there were actually a lot of free tracks on his site as well, and I liked some of those uh, even more than some of the tracks on his um, on his actually released albums. He has a really good version of Monkey Island, which is, again, oh, probably nice. one of my favorite games of all time. He's got an awesome version of that. And I think he had a, um, I thought it was a Terminator 2 song <gasps> and a uh, Portal song. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I've not heard the Terminator song. Yeah, I, th- I think that was him. It was pretty awesome if it was him. Hey, there's there's our Terminator reference for the episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was good. That was a good beat. Well, there's our Terminator reference. Um, back to Daniel Tidwell. He uh, has he's, uh, has a new album out, Daniel Tidwell vs. Uh, Video Games Part 3. It uh, looks awesome. It's on Kickstarter, so definitely check him out. Uh, he's decided, or he has agreed to come on our show. And bless his heart, I think he's going to come on during one of our green screens while, as we cover the next mutation. So kudos to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, we're excited to have him on. Uh, hopefully he'll class up the joint. Oh, more news, man. Get this, Josh. What's this? Jim Lawson's going to be on the show again. Yeah, I'm a main man, Jim Lawson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's going to be on our show hopefully next week. And an extra uh, special shout-out to him because he sent us some awesome TMNT comics. It was uh, the unreleased uh, issue from the original series, right? Uh, issue, I think, 33 or 35 or something like that. It was a I, limited edition printing, and he signed it for us. and mailed Yeah, he signed it. Yeah, it, it, he's been incredibly nice to us. He's exchanged, he exchanged several emails with us. Um, we're going to have him on the show because we got a whole bunch, a lot more questions we'd like to ask him. And speaking of questions, um, if you have any more questions you'd like to, us to ask him, you know, say that, if, that we didn't ask on the previous interview, uh, send us an email, turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com, and we will definitely read them on the show. And pick up uh, the, uh, the 2012, or uh, sorry, the 2014 annual. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry, no, the, the 30th yeah. anniversary book. That's what it was, yeah. Um, there was something that Leonardo said in the beginning of that story, too, that was fantastic. Uh, we are definitely going to um, talk about that on the show. So we're hoping to have him on next week. So stay tuned for that. All right. So, Josh, have you been up to anything Ninja Turtles related? Um, I did pick up the Xbox game. The uh, I think it's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it uh, retails for like 30 bucks or something. But for some reason, at GameStop, it was marked at $10 brand new. So I picked it up. 
Wow, jeez. Well, hey, don't make a fuss about it. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that seems like a fair price. So yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll pick this up. I, they must have seen my bug eyes. Oh, sweet. So how is it? Is it pretty good? I have not tried it yet. It's still sealed. Uh, but I oh. did pick up a, uh, a HD video recorder so I can record some in-game footage from it and do a review. Um, oh, I also awesome. I did pick up a Retron 5. Um, I was able to get one of those. I did a review on it, and I put some Turtles clips on there. So if you guys are into any of the Ninja Turtles games or retro gaming, check it out. Uh, it's on our Retro Junkies uh, Facebook page. Uh-huh. It's a Retron 5 review, and I've got some uh, Turtle audio in there, and I played a Hyperstone Heist on there a little bit. I was so proud of you, man. Yeah. I was watching that. I watched that review, and you know, th- there's nods to the Ninja Turtles all throughout it. You know, he's like, "Okay, I'm just going to start a random game," and it was, of course, the Hyperstone's heist. And then I noticed that you also had your retro or your Retron Five on your Ninja Turtle carpet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I saw that. I noticed it. And then I think every <laughs> cartridge that I had when I was showing all the different cartridge slots was a Turtles game. You you done me proud, man. <laughs> Sweet. Well, anything else, my man? Uh, that's it for me. How about you, Rob? Ah, not a thing, man. All I've got, all I've gotten uh, in the last month, I'd say, you know, since, since I've been moving, it's been kind of tricky. But, uh, you know, we were shopping for furniture the other day, and I was at Target, and I found these Ninja Turtle piggy banks. So, Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> there was a, I had a choice between Leonardo and Raphael, and I chose Raphael, and I got them right here. And I've got some change in it, too. Listen to this. Sounds terrific. I, I might be able to buy me a Coke. <laughs> nice. So, well, uh, Raphael yeah. can guard your quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said that quarters. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's been basically it. I've I've hung up uh, I've hung up my Ninja Turtle um, toys and stuff. You know the box ones. You know my Casey Jones. Uh, I'm looking at them now. A lot of my classic collections. They're hanging around the room. I hung up our Turtle Flakes drawn logo that Jim Lawson did for us. Our official. Uh, but, we're official now. <laughs> they, official hosers. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I got that uh, all lined up, and now I just need to find me a shelf that I can display all my loose figures because right now it's a very sad thing, man. They're in, they're in the storage shed right now. Oh. I know. I know. It's like Skid Row. That's right. They're probably afraid Shredder's going to come get them. They are here because the outside world rejects them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, th- that, that's been it. I've not had a chance to really buy anything, but, uh, you know, it, it's been slim pickings, but I've gotten to read some good stuff, and I'm very, very excited about the things we're going to be discussing today. So uh, very excited about that. But before we get into the main stuff, we've got some turtle news we need to announce today. And, man, do we have a lot of turtle news. First of all, issue 34 of the IDW series is out, and this features Metalhead, so you ought to check that out. I think that's out, and as a matter of fact, I, as of today, I believe issue 35 has just come out, so that's pretty cool. I don't even know what that's about yet, so check that out. Oh, you know what? We forgot to mention this in the announcements is, uh, get this, Josh. What's that? There's a new documentary coming out. Oh, the, yeah, you're right. That's right. The, the Turtle Power, the definitive history of the TMNT. I just found out about it like two weeks ago. And we reached out to one of the directors or the producers, and we're in talks about possibly getting them up on the show. Um, but anyways, it's a documentary just about the entire franchise of the Ninja Turtles. 
And it talks about, you know, I saw some interviews with Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Jim Lawson's on there. A lot of other writers are on there uh, just talking about the franchise. Voice actors are on there. It looks really, really good. And I think it's about five or six years in the making. So they just announced their release date for the DVD or the documentary. And it looks like it's going to be August 12th of 2014. So I think that's about three or four days after the film, isn't it? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so that that's perfect timing. So hopefully sometime before then we'll definitely have the producers on or the directors on. We'll talk about it some more because we don't really know a whole lot about it aside from the trailer that we've seen, which looks absolutely amazing. Oh, and uh, as a matter of fact, they had like exclusive interviews from Kevin Eastman when he was really, really young. Man, I've never seen anything like it. Like I've looked on YouTube. I've never seen these interviews before. So very, very excited to see how this is going to turn out. I think it's going to be a huge success. So again, that's coming out on August 12th, and stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have the producer or one of the directors up on our show if they, if they, you know, you know, they decide they kind of like us all right. <laughs> that's a big if. We can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you don't scare them off, man. Right. No, it's you. They're, <laughs> no, they're scared of you. No, you're the scary one, nope. loser. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, another news bit that we want to announce, uh, and this just came out today, the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie toys, you know, the, the toys based on the movie that's coming out on August 8th, um, they have just announced that they're going to be exclusively uh, sold in Target, score, uh, Target, scores, Target stores on July 13th. So if you want to get the toys based on the movie, and, you know, Josh and I, we're really not sure how we feel about the movie yet. But the toys, you know, if you still want to get them, and I think, you know, I might buy one. I, I haven't decided which one I'm going to buy. You can get them at Target on July 13th, and you can actually get them um, at Target.com on July 20th. So uh, these are going to be exclusive to Target stores. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some movie-associated toys in other stores like Toys R Us and Walmart and stuff as well. But if you want to get the main figures, you're only going to find them at Target. So they just announced this today. So this is breaking news. Very cool. It's that's right. And speaking of breaking news, and this is an interesting one, Josh. This is something we've got to talk about. I just found this out right before we started recording today uh, that the Nick Nickelodeon TMNT series, it's been renewed for a fourth season, so that's great. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. We've not even watched um, the third season yet. It hasn't been released yet. But get this, man. Jason Biggs, you know, the American Pie guy, he was the voice of uh, Leonardo in the series, and I thought he did a great job. Uh-huh. Um, he's leaving. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and um, guess who's uh, taking his place? Who? Seth Green from Robot Chicken. Really? Yeah, wow. yes. We got, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, first of all, like, what, what do you think of Jason Biggs? Do you think he was a pretty decent Leonardo? I think he did an excellent job. I think he, he fit the part really well. Yeah, way better than I ever expected. I didn't really know what to think at first. I was like, really? The guy from American Pie? That, you know, is that going to work? When I, but, when I hear Leo's voice on that series, I don't even think of him. I just think of Leonardo. It just fits really well. It did. It did. He had a good voice for it, and it was it was kind of a pleasant surprise. But, you know, Seth Green, he's no stranger to voice acting. How do you feel about him being Leonardo, I mean, the leader? Well, I I don't know. He, he seems kind of cynical and sarcastic most of the time to me. Right, so right. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. It would be really interesting to try to – I don't know. I don't know how well I would recognize his voice. I mean, it might not be that distracting. I would assume he's probably got a pretty good performing um, talent, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, he's got a great voice. Yeah, just, he should be great. You know, I just It'll be interesting to see how well he does in sort of a, a leadership role, like you're saying. Right, and, you know, I have to admit, I love the other guys. You know, I, I think the voice acting for this series has been one of the crown jewels. I mean, like, 
uh, Raphael, great. Michelangelo, you're very different from what we're used to, but great. Yeah. And Donatello, heck, that's Ralph Paulson. I mean, you know he's going to be great. Yeah. So, you know, Seth uh, Green, uh, he's a great voice actor. I mean, I, I watched Robot Chick, and I always got a kick out of it, especially the Star Wars ones. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh Those my are God. hilarious. You remember the Blue Elephant? Like, um, it was the oh, – what is the Blue Elephant's name? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah like where he was selling his own albums. Yeah. <laughs> From, uh, the, oh, my gosh. I, I remember watching that for the first time and laughing so hard I, I love, cried. I love the cereal where it's like the Akbar cereal. He's like – your taste buds can't repel firepower of that magnitude. <laughs> oh, dude, again, back to Disney. They had an Akbar snack bar. <gasps> oh, dude, it was awesome. Did you go? I did. I took pictures. Uh, I had a Darth oh, Vader I cupcake. You're going to you're gonna have to text them to me, man. Yeah, I've not seen them. I had breakfast with Darth Vader. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And uh, I had uh, some Bantha milk and everything. It was awesome. Oh, gosh. One of these days we're going to have to start a Star Wars podcast, man. We're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so Seth Green, you know, oh, I, I think I think very highly of him. I thought very highly of Jason Biggs uh, for doing what he did with the, uh, Leonardo. I thought he did a great job. Also very excited about Seth Green coming on. So uh, it's a welcome change. Yeah, sounds I mean, good. It sounds like they got someone who's a a good actor and it's experienced. So hopefully it'll work out pretty well. I think that's it for the Turtle News, my man. All right. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? All right. Well, today we're going to be covering or t discussing the 2012 Nickelodeon April O'Neil action figure by Playmates. So, Josh, do you have this figure? I do. I originally had passed her up, and uh, I kind of regretted it because, you know, we were at Target, and we were looking at uh, the different toys that were out there, and, of course, there's all kinds of different characters and we i think it picked up uh splinter and left april and there was only one april on the shelf and it was like well you know april's not as cool as everybody else usually not <laughs> as popular as a, as a character so i'll get her later and uh, uh and stacy was like ah you sure you want to leave her and i was like yeah and then of course you know the next like five or six times we went to target i couldn't find her and then we she's finally, the one that got away yep yep and then we finally found her uh several months later so she was one of the first ones i bought from the nickelodeon toy line i think i got her and Donatello and Michelangelo. I think those are the ones that I found on the Walmart toy line. She's uh, actually hanging up on my wall right now, along with the original April from the. Uh, it's the only box figure that I have from the original series is an April. I don't even honestly, Josh. I don't even remember where I got her. <laughs> and you know, knowing me as a kid, I'm so surprised I didn't take her out of the packaging and to play with them and stuff. But uh, I, yeah, I kept her for some reason. Um, she didn't get lost in any of the moves, so she's up on my wall along with the 2012 one. And, uh, you know, the box art on this figure, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, you know, it's, it's about standard with everything else. I wanted to read kind of what's on the back of the box art. Well, actually, the, the front at the bottom says, April O'Neil, loyal turtle ally from above the sewer. In the back of the card, um, you know, of course, like with every other figure, they provide a biography. And here's what the back of April says. April O'Neil might not fit in at school with her peers, but when it comes to the turtles... She's all about Team Green. April is the turtle's link to the real world. Ever since she was thrown into their lives when the Krang kidnapped her father, clever and independent, this gal's got guts to spare and a mind for mischief. Get ready, turtles. Splinter is even teaching her the ways of the ninja. I, I want to get your take, man. What do you think of the idea of April being so young, like in the series? Do you, do you like that? Um, I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I guess... It would probably seem kind of strange to have Splinter teaching an adult woman how to be a ninja. 
Right. <laughs> it would be kind of weird for him to mentor her. So I think that aspect of it is pretty cool. Um, her not being an adult and not being a reporter, I guess, makes her a little bit more accessible to younger kids. But um, I guess, I don't know. In in some ways, it makes her a little bit less complicated and interesting. But in other <laughs> ways, uh, it's a little bit more entertaining because, you know, when she gets into trouble, you're not just waiting for the turtles to save her, per se. She can actually kind of defend herself. So it, it's kind of cool. I could go with the way on it, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I guess I kind of prefer the original style of April, but there's one thing I really like about the new one is, you know, kind of what I've mentioned at the very end. You know, she is training with Splinter, and I like the relationship that she has with Splinter because, you know, Splinter in the TV series lost his daughter. You know, April's kind of been his daughter in a lot of ways, and you can kind of see them starting to bond, and he's starting to teach her more. And not only in the TV series, but the animated adventure series, the comic book, you see that a lot more. You see how close they're getting. And I kind of like that because this is the only iteration of the Turtles where April and Splinter have been this close. And I, I really like that. It doesn't bother me as much that she's young as it does Casey Jones being so young. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's kind of a punk kid. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we'll have to save that discussion for another time about, you know, Casey Jones. As a matter of fact, I think episode five of the Nickelodeon series is the debut of Casey Jones. So uh, we'll have to talk about that some more. But my goodness, there's a lot I could say there. But anyways, <laughs> going back to the toy, the look of the toy, uh, it's pretty good. What do you think, Josh? It's pretty decent. It seemed like they could have done a little bit more in the face. Like, the eyes... Exactly. I, I mean, on mine, I don't know, the eyes just look kind of strange. <laughs> right. She's got very big eyes. Yeah, they're very large and just kind of shaped strangely. Um, they didn't, like, it's partially outlined in black to make them stand out, but not completely. It just seems like they could have spent a little bit more time on it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, the funny thing is, I think my biggest complaint about the figure is her face. Her eyes just kind of look way too big. The, the thing that bothers me the most is her smile. Like, her smile is very hard to see in the sculpt. Um, I, I don't know why that is. It's just kind of hard to see her smile. But one thing I really do like is that she's wearing, I like to think it's a hockey jersey just come out because I'm a hockey fan. She's wearing some kind of jersey, but do you notice she's what the jersey? <laughs> it's a new Joyzy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's got the number five on it, and, you know. And I thought about, it, I was like, oh, like the fifth turtle. Oh, that's you pretty know? cool. Yeah, I was I, like, that's wait, I nice thought the fifth picture. turtle was Venus. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you get out right now. <laughs> never recording with you again. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Venus never existed. Uh, according, see the the green screens that we do. That's like a that's like an alternate dimension, okay? That's like dimension real, X. Right, right. So you know we're, we're back in the real world now. Until the next time we got to watch that. So, but right now Venus doesn't exist. Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, Pluto's gone too now, isn't it? It's yeah. No longer a planet. Apparently so. They don't count that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> right. So uh, you know she she wears that uh, number five shirt, uh, which I think I thought was a nice um, touch. Uh, she's got a black undershirt and leggings under her cutoff jean shorts. Uh, brown bracelets or whatever they are, and uh, she's got really, really big feet. Did you notice that? Oh my gosh, she does. She does. You look at the size of her boots. It's like she must be like a size twelve. I or think something. we found Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a very squatchy area. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. Um, but there's really not a whole lot of detail to the figure itself compared to the other turtles. Another thing, the articulation. It's pretty good. It's it's 
it's a slight step down from the other turtles. Um, it's not quite as flexible as the other turtles are. Uh, her head can fully rotate side to side. Her arms have ball joints that allow them to go kind of up and down and in and out. Um, she does have wrist articulation along with her waist, which is pretty cool. But the, here, here's where it's a little bit limited. Her legs can go forward, but they can't go backward. And I think that's just kind of the, the way the sculpt of the figure is. But you can twist her ankles, though. So, you know, if you want to kind of make it look like she just broke her ankle, you could do that. <laughs> so, so uh, you, know, you could have Shredder kick her and then pose her, you know, to where she broke her ankle. You could do that if you wanted. But here's where my real gripe is. Uh, well, first of all, Josh, you think you know what it is? Um, it might be that she has Donatello's bow staff. Yep. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's cool that you get a bow staff. It's it's yeah. freaking huge. Like it's as tall <laughs> as she is, and it's really thick. Like it looks it looks pretty substantial. I was like, that's awesome. But why does April have it? Exactly. Yeah. Of, of all people, like you know, and, and then also with the the plastic uh, thing that comes with it, you can get a katana, you can get bombs, and you can get uh, like ninja stars, just like you know all the other turtles can. Where's the but blade like, fan? Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Splinter gave her a Blade fan. and one. Of, I mean, maybe that was in Season 2 or whatever, but still, I mean... Still, I mean, come on. They should have yeah. had enough foresight to figure it out, you know? Yeah, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is my major gripe with this figure. They kind of rehashed a lot of the old weapons, you know, from the other Turtles. You know, you give her a bow staff, give her a katana. But there's no, you know, nunchucks or size or anything like that, so I don't really understand why she got those. I guess maybe that's the ninja training tools that she used. But the only reason I have a gripe with this, I wouldn't have had it if we had not already reviewed the 2003 April. You remember what she came with? Mausers. Exactly. With the coolest accessory ever. I know, I know. That's what made the figure. She came with two Mausers. Not even just one, but two. Yeah. So that kind of like made the figure. You know, for eight bucks or nine bucks, you got not only the April O'Neil figure, you got like, she got this weird wrench and like laptop, and then two Mausers came with her. This one, she just comes with a bow staff and some random, you know, kind of small weapons. She should have at least so. came with a T-cell. Or the shell phone. Yeah, dude, if Splinter came with the cheese phone, I'd buy like 10 of them. <laughs> the cheese phone is like the coolest thing ever. I totally want <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I can see him. That was the no. best. <laughs> oh, is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, how do you answer this thing? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, you know, April has none of that stuff. She doesn't have any of that stuff. So, Boo! 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 That's not good. Boo Earns. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a Simpsons reference. Nice. Hans Mo, man. I, I didn't know you were a Simpsons fan. That's awesome. <laughs> I was saying Boo Earns. <laughs> I was saying Boo Earns. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> you know, what I do dig um, from this figure, uh, the one thing I like from it is the jersey with the number five. You know, at first it, it took me a minute. I was like, why number five? And then I just got to think about the turtles. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, so what about you? What, what's one thing you do dig about this uh figure um i like the the detail on her wrists with the the wrist what do you whatever you call those yeah um, bracelets i guess yeah bracelets know. yeah they look pretty cool like they kind of yeah. make her look a little bit more dangerous i guess that's right that's right so what do you not like about this figure uh, i'm gonna have to go with you the the smile it's really hard to see like they could have made her lips a different color than her face but they're right. not at all so you, like literally you can't tell Looks like um, dimples. It does, yeah. <laughs> and it just I don't know. Her eyes are too big. Her head seems a little bit wider. You know, it almost seems she almost seems almost a little chubby because of how wide her <laughs> face is. Right. And in the you know, it, she's really kind of like slender in the in the cartoon series. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. don't think that matched very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and, you know, obviously for me, you already mentioned, you know, two out of three things I was going to mention. Um, it's to me, it's just the accessories uh, or the lack thereof. You just there wasn't really, you know, a- any standout accessory that kind of made the figure. So, to me, I think out of the two, the 2012 Nickelodeon toy line, this has got to be the weakest one uh, that I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a four out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was saying about five. I say five slices of pizza out of ten. It's just it's missing a lot of stuff. The flexibility is not really there. And the accessories just, you know, they're kind of lame compared to what we've been used to. I mean, the 2003 April figure kind of puts it to shame. I actually want, want one of those figures just for the Mauser, so. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's okay if you're a completist or a completionist and you want to have, you know, the entire toy line. It's not a bad figure. It's just there are better April O'Neil figures out there. And if you want to check those out, you can probably get them pretty cheap. But this one, they, it goes for about. Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, this one goes for about you know eight nine bucks uh, on eBay boxed. You can get it for you know two three dollars on eBay. You know loose. Um, it's it's a very cheap figure, and uh, you know it's it's just kind of average. You know we we would give it about a five five slices of pizza out of ten. And it says it specifically states that she has a ninja training bow staff. So I'm gonna have to compare Donatello's, and if uh-huh. Donatello still has a training bow staff, he should probably be pretty <laughs> insulted, since he's a master with the bow staff. I'm just saying. Right, right. Speaking of masters, what was I can't even remember. Michelangelo, what was he the master of again? Master of the whirling pizzas. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Uh, oh, okay. You caught me off guard there, man. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I heard you I heard you getting ready though. I heard you take the deep breath. I was nice. like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. All right, well, I guess it's time to get into our comic review, and I'm very excited about this one, man. Me too. Yeah, I, I really love the IDW series. I think they're doing oh a my great goodness. job. I agree with you. I've, I've not caught up with the entire series. And just every time I, I kind of go think to myself, okay, I'm going to dedicate the entire afternoon to getting caught up in the Ninja Turtle comics, and there's always something that comes up. I must have done that a dozen times, and there's always been something that comes up. So I have no idea what's going on right now currently in the IDW series. I wish I did because uh, I have them all. I got them here in the game room. I got them all ready. But I've just had to kind of start from uh, issue one and work my way up, and I'm on issue four right now. Well, that's the one we're going to be covering today, and boy, it's fantastic. Okay, so we're on issue four of the IDW series, uh, which launched in, was it 2011, I think? Yes, uh, what I have here, the publication date was November 30th, 2011. It was written by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. Kevin Eastman did the layouts. Dan Duncan did the art. Uh, the colors were by Rhonda Patterson. Letters by Sean Lee. And the editor was Bobby Kernow. Okay, so the IDW series, uh, and obviously Kevin Eastman was heavily involved with it, so uh, that makes it pretty awesome. But Amen. It's it's an entirely new take on the turtles. Um, it, they're taking the story in a new direction, which is great. Uh, sort of a reboot, if you will. Uh, and in this series, uh, the first couple of issues, we learn that the turtles are part of st- uh, Stock Gen experiment. So they're just normal turtles that were part of an experiment at Stock Gen, uh, as well as Splinter. Um, April was working at Stock Gen, and uh, of course Baxter as well. Um, and Baxter He's was a jerk. Act- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Baxter is working for Krang, General Krang. Um, the Turtles and Splinter were exposed to the mutagen when a bunch of ninjas tried to break into the uh, stock gen and to steal some stuff. 
when that happened, the turtles were exposed to the mutagen, as uh, all four of the turtles. Um, but Old Hob picked up Raphael and tried to run away with him. Um, Splinter and Old Hob got into it, and Splinter ended up taking out Old Hob's eye, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Um, but uh, Splinter narrowly escapes with uh, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Donatello into the sewer, and they're separated from Raphael. So Raphael's kind of been wandering the streets on his own. Uh, he comes across Casey Jones, and they end up teaming up and kind of fighting crime together. And uh, issue three leaves off with uh, Casey Jones and Raphael um, just running into Old Hob. And Old Hob is kind of um, talking. Kind of to, a jerk. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. And he's, he's <laughs> talking to Raphael as if he knows him. And Raphael kind of knows him, but it's not really sure from where. Um, so that's kind of where this issue starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, man, you caught me in a gulp of uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, so, you know, at, at this point, the, the, Raphael has been separated from his brothers. And, you know, he kind of takes up with Casey Jones, and I love the dynamic already. You know, within, I think, the first issue, they become friends. And, you know, like, I'm a huge Casey Jones mark anyway, uh, and I love the IDW version of Casey Jones so far because he's got kind of a, an abusive father, uh, you know, and, and he's kind of like still... A, he, even though he's got a rough home life, even though um, you know he, he's got some issues at home, he's still fun-loving and he still wants to have fun and do the right thing, you know. And I, I always like that about uh, Casey Jones in this series. So, so yeah, they're wandering the streets and they run an old Hob, and old Hob, you know, he's trying to trigger Raph's memory. So that brings us into this issue. So thank you, Josh, for that. Sure. Yeah. So in this issue, let me give you a summary of what happened. So. In this issue, Raph and Casey, they're wandering the streets, helping, uh, you know, old ladies, you know, being nice guys that they are. And then all of a sudden, they run into old Hob and, you know, I call his, his gang of thugs the old Hobbies. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Hob gets in Raph's face and, you know, says, remember me? And this kind of triggers a long lost memory when Raph was, you know, kind of a baby turtle. And Hob was just a normal cat who uh, just, you know, wanted to eat him. And then Splinter, then at that time, this is a flashback, he was just a rat. And he saves baby Raph by biting out, you know, like you mentioned, Josh, one of Hobbs' eyes. So, you know, and I love the artwork, you know, the gruesome artwork uh, that is on, I think, page two. It's like the second panel of this issue. That was you know, pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah, with rats like climbing, you know, clawing onto Hobbs' face and ripping yeah. his eye out. Yeah, while... I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so gruesome. Yeah. What is happening? And then, yeah. oh, he dotted his eye. Yeah, that's right. That's what he gets. Yeah, love the artwork. Oh, this issue's so good. We're going to talk about that. But So as Splinter and Hob fight, you know, baby Raph, he's trying to get away, and he crawls into the, the mutagen, the glowing green ooze. And, um, and the, the interesting thing is he starts mutating, like, right on the spot. I mean, it's, there's no delay. He's mutating right away. It, it seems like it's the first time that they've changed so quickly. Usually it's like a day or two or something like that. You know, they wake up, pizza, whoa, I'm bigger. Pizza. Right. <laughs> Usually they have to, you know, have their their, you know, first words and everything, and eat pizza and then get bigger. But uh, in this one, no, they just get bigger. Um, it's really sweet artwork too when he's getting up and you see like the ooze kind of dripping out of his mouth. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think that and was he's, probably he's, one of my favorite uh, scenes there. Oh, and he's gritting his teeth as the ooze is like spilling out. Oh, it's great stuff. Dan Duncan is the man. I, I'm I'm sold on him. Yeah. So it goes back to the present time, and Raph remembers Hob now, and he's ticked. And Raph screams, no! And Hobbs takes it, you know, this is where I kind of think Hobbs is a little bit slow-witted or dim-witted. Uh, <laughs> he, he takes it as, because, you know, Hobbs asked him at first, hey, you remember me? 
And then Raph, of course, he remembers, and he's so angry. That's why he screams no. Well, he screams no, and then Hobbs takes it as if, as if Raph doesn't remember him. So, you know, Hobbs, and this is interesting. Hobb cusses like a sailor here. Yeah, he does. He does. He's letting, he's letting the cuss words fly, I'm telling you. He gets real mad. His gang starts closing in on Raph and Casey, and then Hobbs screams, rip him to shreds. And he just kind of stands there like, you know, he's the captain of his pirate ship. See what he did there? <laughs> nice, because the eye patch. <laughs> I try. Uh, so, and then again, you know, and this is the thing about the series that it took me a little while to get used to. There are so many flashbacks, and a lot of times you, you can't really remember or you can't really figure out. It's like, oh, wait, wait how long is this? 15 months ago? Oh, okay. You know, it takes you a minute to kind of figure it out, but. We get another flashback just before Raph and Casey have to get in a fight with Hobbs' gang. And this is interesting because, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. All right, so Baxter, we get Baxter in Stock Gen Labs. He's furious. He's ticked. And he is cussing out uh, uh, poor Chet. Um, this is after the Foot Clan has raided the Stock Gen um, facility. Yeah, I don't remember exactly why they were doing it, but apparently the psychotropic serum, the, the super soldier, soldier serum, um, and Splinter are missing. This is the interesting part. Chet says something like, oh, yeah. Well, Baxter's asking, he's like, well, what all did we lose? And Chet says, well, we, we lost the mutagen. You know, we, we, lost, we lost that. But we also lost our, our lab creatures, you know, the, the ones we used to test these. And this is where I absolutely hate Baxter Stockman. Because he says, this is what he said. I wrote it down. He goes, oh, remind me to have my secretary allocate the funds necessary to replace these poor creatures. I guess $20 and a trip to the pet store should suffice. And yeah, I'm thinking, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, what a jerk. You know, and, and you know what? This is good, Josh, because we've noticed the second issue or the second episode of pretty much every incarnation of Teenage Mutant Charles is a Baxter Stockman issue, isn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm kind of bored with the character, right? You mm -hmm. know, and, and you are too, I'm, I'm sure, right? Right, yeah. This issue makes me hate him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is kind of good. You know, that, that's when you know something's well-written, when you finally care about a character enough to hate him. You know, I, I've got a really sweet custom cover that they did for the Baxter issue. It's uh, it, it looks like a big chessboard, and there's a bunch of, like, the turtles and everyone else are chess pieces, and he's, like, using them as pawns in his big chess game. Oh, man, you're going to have to... It is really awesome. I'll have to scan it for you. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. that on Facebook. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. it's cool. Yeah, so, you know, this really makes me hate Baxter Stockman for the first time instead of just being like, eh, it's a Baxter issue, yeah, you know? Like, like, always a nerd or always a klutz or, or whatever or... Yeah, just kind of like an evil genius, you know? Yeah. So, uh, this really makes me hate him. So, anyways, Chet informs Stockman that the mutagen is, is mostly gone, save for some traces of it in an alleyway. Um, and Stockman fears, and this is kind of interesting, too, about Stockman, is he's pretty much working for General Crank. We don't know why General Krang wants this super soldier serum yet, although I have my suspicions. But <laughs> Stockman knows, hey, if I don't get this mutagen, I'm going to have to ask General Krang for more supplies, and he's going to be furious. You know, because uh, he already promised General Krang that he'd have the, the mutagen to him right away. Well, now he's going to need the supplies again, unless Chet kind of gives him a deal. And Chet says, hey, look, there is one ray of hope here. You know, we didn't lose it completely. If we can find the rat that was injected with the serum or exposed to the serum, then we can get that compound and we can isolate it and use it. And Stockman's like, well, how are we going to find him? How are we going to find this rat in, you know, one little rat in the entire um, city of New York? And that's when old Hobbs shows up and goes, I know where to find him. <laughs> so yeah. 
<laughs> so it was pretty interesting. Um, He's because... the perfect man for the job. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I couldn't that, resist. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you know, what I don't quite understand is Old Hob, okay, he must have just, just before that, he was just a regular cat, right? You know, when Splinter jumped on him, he was just a cat. Yeah. All right? So he mutates right away. But then when he mutates right away, he could speak perfectly fluent English. Yeah, I guess so. I know, I, you know what? I know I'm picking things apart. I, I should stop. <laughs> but still. <laughs> Meanwhile, April, she's talking to the cops about the ninja robbery and, and figures out that it was actually Splinter who pulled the fire alarm at the Stock Gen facility. Yeah, he's a smart little bugger, I'll tell you. Yeah, he is. Um, pretty smart for a rat. And still in the past, Splinter's explaying to Leo and Don and Mike, and th- this is where I think this issue gets extremely interesting. Because he says to them, and I didn't catch this right away, but he says this, I am Splinter, as before, your sensei and father. And the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, like biologically, how how does that work? Because this series started out and they were just animals. And then, Josh, you want to explain it? I don't know how far I should go into this. This is a spoiler alert. Right. Okay. No, I Spoiler alert. If you don't want to, you don't know about the origin story and you want to wait a little while, please fast forward because we're about to kind of give it away. It's pretty incredible. So just fast forward like a good two, three minutes, especially when Josh's talking. You might want to fast forward a little further. Hey, take <laughs> off, Hoser. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, spoilers here. If you don't want to hear it, just fast forward a, a couple of minutes. So go ahead, Josh. Um, so, and I don't know if it was in this issue. I think it was another one, but um, when he's telling the turtles that they have to get to safety. Yeah, here we go. Fate and destiny have provided for our reunion, and we will not forfeit that gift by allowing ourselves to be captured easily. Um, so he's talking about fate and destiny, right. and he's calling in them, them his, his sons. Well, in the there's a, a special issue uh, micro-series for heroes and villains, and in the hero micro-series for Splinter, it's really, really good, and it actually talks about uh, Hamato Yoshi and his four sons. And it turns out, uh, it's, it's basically revealed in that issue that the turtles and Splinter are reincarnations of Hamato Yoshi and his sons. Right. Yeah, it's you know, pretty amazing. That, that blows my mind. That's that's like a totally new side of the turtles. Like we've never seen that kind of origin story, and it's so good. Okay, again with the spoilers. In that issue, you know, it, it's still the same thing. There's still nods to the original kind of feud between Orokusaki and Hamato Yoshi. They're they're still in love with this one woman, Tang Shen. But in, in, this, in this IDW origin story, what makes it different is Hamato Yoshi has four sons, and all four of them are killed by Rokusaki. And, and uh, Yoshi, he vows, you know, if he can ever get revenge, he will kill Rokusaki. And eventually, oh, it's such a good issue. Eventually, he does confront Rokusaki. And I can't remember what had happened particularly, but I think Saki had, like, some, some of his... Foot Clan or, or his Foot Ninjas take down. It was an unfair fight, and they took down Yoshi. And just before Yoshi was about to be assassinated by Rokusaki, he he says a prayer that he'll eventually see his sons again. You know, and it's here it is. You know, it, <laughs> four turtles. You know, <laughs> New York City, Stock Gen. Yeah, Lions. New York City. Just right, random. right. Yeah. Hey, Stock Gen. You know, it, it brings everybody together. You know. That's right. It's fun for the whole family. You know, mutations, <laughs> super whole- soldiers. Yeah. It's got everything. It's like a carnival. Mind splintering drugs, psychotropics. It's got everything. It's got everything you'd ever want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any Mausers yet, though. This is true. This is I'm, I'm a little those. surprised. Yeah. I was actually expecting to see them, you know, especially when they were trying to trace down the mice or the rat. 
Yeah. But then Old Hob showed up, so you know I was kind of relieved. It was a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. So yeah, so this is a whole new origin story. Uh, just fantastic the way this is a direction I never really kind of thought would the turtles would go in, but I'm really excited about it. It's really interesting, and that also to me. That makes the relationship between Splinter and the Turtles so much deeper and richer. Uh, and, and you can see now why. Well, I'll, I'll wait till the end to kind of explain exactly what I mean. But, okay, back to present day. So, Raph and Casey, they're getting their butts kicked by uh, Hobbs' gang. Casey is knocked out. Somebody hits him with a brick in the back of the head. That's got to hurt. And then old Hobb is about to shoot Raph. I mean, this is something interesting. Like, it's very rare you see in the comic books, the turtle comic books, you know, one of the villains actually point a gun at the turtles. And here we have it. Old Hop points his gun right at Raph. And just before he throw or just before he pulls the trigger, uh, three shuriken hit Hob's arm. And it's the turtles, the brothers, they finally found Raph. And, you know, Hob's kind of stunned a little bit. Uh, and he's in shock and he snaps out of it and attacks Raph. You know, and while the other turtles are battling what's left of Hob's gang. The hobbies? Ra- right, the hobbies. <laughs> so Raph, you know, he decides to take a huge chunk. He literally, like, bites Hobbs' arm, the other arm. So, you know, Hobbs' arms are about shot. And then, uh, you know, he kind of goes into a rage and starts punching Hobb until Hobb is clearly unconscious. And, yeah, and, and uh, the, Raph's about to hit him again. Yeah, and so Raph's, like, Raph's going to town on old Hobb. And yeah. each of the turtles are taking care of their own little hobby. They all have got their own hobbies, you know. And then, you know, Raph is just going to town on him, like he says. And then what happens, Rob? Oh, I don't know. Uh, they, they hold him back, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, they, they stop Raphael from... Yes! Raphael's about to end him. Mortal Kombat style, finish him. He's, <laughs> he's got the fist up. And he's about right. to put that last punch in. Already, know? already they, they, they know, whoa, hey, geez, relax, man. Don't kill the guy. Uh, Raph was prepared to do that. I mean, the, you already see Raph's kind of rage kicking in here. Raph was going to kill old Hop. And it, it, you know his brothers, whom he doesn't really know yet, they stop him. That's kind of a powerful scene. So, you know, they, they say, you know, the brothers kind of eventually talk Raph out of it. And, the, and in my opinion, the greatest part of the comic book is the very end. So they take Raphael to the turtle lair. And as they're going down, you know, they're back in the lair. Splinter's meditating. And you can see Leo. And it's so great just the way it's drawn. Oh, so good. Um, you can see Leo, Mike, and Don. But you can only just see a silhouette of Raph coming out of the tunnel. Raph kind of stealthily walks behind Splinter. And you can almost see tears in Raph's eye at this point. And Splinter, he turns to the side. And it's interesting because he already knows who it is because he's crying. You know, he's shedding a tear. And both Raph and Splinter hug. And the comic ends with Splinter saying, Now, my sons, the circle is complete. At last, we can truly begin. Wow. What a cool scene. My favorite panel of the entire comic book is seeing Splinter cry and embrace his, his son because, again, it's his real son. You know, he's not just saying, my sons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's his real good. son, you know. And, and he, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't know. To me, because of the whole unique origin story, it just makes this reunion so much more powerful, you know. You're right, yeah. I, I mean, it, was, it really was pretty emotional, actually. Oh my goodness, yeah, and seeing Splinter cry, I gotta admit, man, I told my wife this, I was really embarrassed. I was reading it today, kind of in prep for uh, the show, and I was like, I almost cried from this issue. I was like, this is really well done, especially when I kind of pieced it together in my head, the origin story. I was like, that's his son. 
you know, he's been looking for a whole year for his son, you know, and to see him kind of cry like that, I was like, wow, man, it's pretty touching. Not bad if considering we're talking about mutated turtles and yeah. a rat. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I think I think my favorite scene of the entire uh, issue was probably when the three shuriken hit uh, old Hobbs' arm. Right, just before he shoots Raph? Yep, yeah. That was oh, a great awesome. scene. And he's like, you see this like look of panic in his face. He's like, what just happened? Yeah. It's pretty graphic, too. It's pretty awesome. This issue, if you've not read it, listeners, uh, this issue is not only very violent, um, there is some choice language in, in this, some very salty language in this issue uh, <laughs> that, you know, it took a little while to get used to because, you know, I'm, sometimes I still read the adventure series and the animated uh, adventure series and, and you know, it's, it's much darker than that and it's a little bit shocking, but boy, it's a good issue. I think that's probably part of Eastman, you know, because in the original series it was really dark and oh, yeah. I think Eastman's trying to take it back to more of an, uh, it, uh, an adult so, maybe not like adult, but you know, late teen or a more mature type of story. It definitely, it definitely comes through, and I like it. I mean, I do like it for for its own reasons. This issue to me has it all. I mean, it it foreshadows a very unique origin story. Baxter's character is actually something interesting to me for once. Um, I actually really do hate the guy. Old Hob is still out there. I mean, he's not dead. He's going to be back. And you know, and, and listeners. I don't know, the, like I said earlier, I don't know what's going on in the current IDW series. And Josh, you might already know some of this stuff. I, here's my prediction. I think Old Hob will eventually be a good person. I think eventually he will help the Turtles. I, I do. I really do. Because really, uh, okay, I don't, know if there, I don't know if he's had his own um, like micro-series yet. Uh, there but, is a villain issue with him. Oh, see, I'd like to read that. Yeah. I really would. Have you read it? I have not yet. He's got to have his own story. I mean, you know, was he a stray cat, you know, that uh, was abandoned or abused? I mean, he, to me, what makes a good villain sometimes is that, that small part of you that can actually kind of identify with their pain and their anger, you know? And the, that small part of their argument that's almost rational and logical and you can go you know what why well, i wouldn't take it to the extreme that he did or she did to the extreme right <laughs> right right well i would take it to the extreme i can understand why they're frustrated or i can understand why they're angry at the world i think old hob just got this feeling man I, there's something about that villain i like i think he's gonna be partnering up with the turtles somehow you know, he'll always kind of be that, that guy that, you know, kind of comes in and out. And some days, you know, he, he's your villain. And other days, he'll work alongside you to, you know, defeat a greater evil or something like that. You know? Do, do you have the old Hob um, micro-series issue? Oh, no. Um, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, it looks awesome. I haven't read it, but it, the cover looks pretty sweet. Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'll check, uh, I'll check out tmntentity.blogspot.com. There's another plug for you, Mark. I'm going to check that out <laughs> and see, see uh, his review of it because I don't have it. But yeah, yeah, it sounds like good stuff. Um, another thing I like about this issue, you know, what does General Krang want with the Super Soldier Mutagen? Like, well, what's the, what's the whole reason behind that? I think and, he's going to make a Krang cocktail with it, to be honest. <laughs> Some ice cubes, you know. <laughs> Just pour a little bit of that Mutagen in. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, pour it over some ice, you know. Get some yeah. margarita mix. Oh, my goodness. It's a, you know what? They, somebody should invent a drink like that. Krang cocktails. Get some green ooze in there, you know. And then a little bit of pink, you know, because Krang's a brain. <laughs> yeah that's true that's right so you know another thing is um in this issue that i really like is that april 
she's finally piecing together. You know, she, she always kind of had a feeling about Splinter that he was just more, you know, he's a boy, that's really smart for, you know, a rat. But now you kind of see her, you kind of see the light bulb go off. Holy cow, Splinter pulled the fire alarm. This is more than just a rat. You know, th- there's something to this, this animal, this creature, you know, far more than just, you know, animal instincts. She finally realizes there's something special about Splinter. And, of course, the very last, the best part to me, the reconcile or the reunion between um, Raph and Splinter. I mean, I just, there's so much in this issue that I, I really can't complain about anything. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to go on a limb here. I can't say it's a perfect issue. Just because, you know, I've, I've read certain issues, um, especially like Tales of TMNT and stuff that have just absolutely destroyed my, my uh, uh, machoism, you know, as far as, you know, tugging at the heartstrings. Jim Lawson. <clears throat> <laughs> Shut up, man. I don't want to cry again. I'm going to give this thing nine and a half slices of pizza out of ten. So what do you, what do you think, man? How many slices of was pizza that, out of ten? Was that nine point five? Not Oh, yeah, okay. Not, oh, okay. Point nine five. oh, okay. All right. I thought <laughs> I'm not rocking your body in overdrive, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but close. <laughs> I have to agree. It was it was really good. Um, I'm going to go with, I think, an eight and a half. Um, it, was, it was really good. Um, I, I felt like it was a little bit short, but uh, it was great for what it was. I really did like it. Great action scenes. Yeah, pro- um, between an eight and a half and a nine. It's up there. It's a good one. Yeah, it, yeah. it is a good one. Uh, for those of you, you know, th- this is finally the turtles are all together, you know, and for those of you who haven't read this yet, uh, you're missing out on a good one. As a matter of fact, I read this. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to go with a nine, dude. You're right. Yeah. yeah nice. Cause you're kind of, you're kind of waiting for them all to get together, you know, finally have Raphael come along. You know, I kind of forgot that in the, in the other issues, you're kind of like waiting for that to happen. And then it finally right. happens. It's, yeah, it's you're kind right. of the payoff, the you're payoff right. issue. At this point, you still don't know the origin story. For those of you who, you know, you got to know all the answers right away, you know, from a story arc. You might be a little upset with this issue because you still don't know that. But I, I don't mind, you know, the writer, um, Tom Waltz, kind of dragging it out a little bit because we still don't know the origin story and we're four inch, uh, close to five issues in. We still don't know, really know that. But, you know, knowing that, you know, reading the micro series, I think it was the Shredder or the Splinter micro series, as you, you mentioned, Josh, you know, it makes you appreciate the issue even more. I read this issue through the. The compilation, the Changes Constant um, Volume 1 compilation, it was like 10 bucks, I think, and it's got the first four issues. Um, fantastic. Guys, check this out. Um, this is an easy issue to find. You can find it at, I got this at Barnes & Noble, as a matter of fact. You can find this pretty much everywhere, this, this compilation, this anthology, and it's like 10 bucks. It's worth the money. Fantastic. Um, compilation here, so I have to agree. Uh, there's a hardback version of it as, as well. Um, I picked that Ooh. one up. It's pretty sweet. Uh, great artwork. And for if anyone's looking for individual issues, uh, I know Rob and I had talked about this before. The first issue can be a little bit harder to find. Um, yeah. There is a hundred penny press version. IDW does these hundred penny press uh, issues. It's like the first issue of a series, and they're only a dollar. Um, so if you Ooh. take a look for that for the very first issue of this series, uh, hopefully you can find it a bit cheaper. Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, man. Well, is it time to get on our green screen? Absolutely. Oh, nice. Well, hey, we're actually going to watch something good for once. Oh, dude, it's going to be refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank goodness Baxter Stockman's not here. Oh, dude, that, that guy's a hoser. Oh, yeah, that, yeah he, he was bugging me, I'm telling you. Oh, gosh, he ruined everything for me. So, 
Today we are going to be um, watching, since we're in the, uh, you know, the current wave of the Ninja Turtles, we're going to be watching uh, episode four of the 2012 Nickelodeon series. This episode is called New Friend, Old Enemy, and it was directed by Juan Jose Meza Leon. I Ooh. probably said that wrong. Hey, I think you did pretty well. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, thank you. I would have said Juan. <laughs> Juan! <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was written by Joshua Hamilton, and it was released on October 13th, 2012. And this was a very, very highly rated episode. I don't really remember why. I, I think there's some new characters in this episode that uh, you know become villains in this episode. So I've not seen this since it had uh, um, come out, because I think I've seen just about every episode from the first season. I've not seen every episode in the second season yet. Apparently, the fans really like this episode, so we will have to check it out follow along with us we're going to be providing commentary on it again it's called new friend old enemy and we are going to click play in five four three two one and click there's some guy meditating here is that shredder i think it's the black knight oh man <laughs> there's one of the foot ninjas did you ever notice the foot ninjas kind of look like bugs yeah they do do they not? I mean, look at the eyes. Yes, it, you're right. It's totally the eyes. Oh. Oh, man, he just caught the katana in his hands. In his hands. That was awesome. And he, uh, there's another one, Foot Ninja. He looks pretty beefy. I know. He, he must work out. Look <laughs> <laughs> how small his legs are compared to his upper body, though. Yeah, I've got that same problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with the 26-inch pythons, That's I understand. <laughs> Oh, it's not. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't Bradford. Or it wasn't Shredder. There's Shredder right there. The Foot Clan awaits your orders. I think that's maybe the Slicer instead of the Shredder. The Greater? He's Greater. That's crazy. In that picture, it looked like they were friends. I will finish what I started. Did I did? Look, and he had like a helmet on. Almost, like, I don't know. Maybe think of like Vietnam for some reason. You, oh yeah. Ooh, that that'd be an interesting origin story right there, or background story. I don't need any help. All right now, who's the guy with the? Oh, I bet that's Fishface. I think he does turn into Fishface. Uh, I think he does. Yeah. Does I think I remember this episode? Yep. Is familiar with the dark underbelly of this city. So Bradford and the Fishface guy, they have a little rivalry. I guess whoever's you know the the most evil villain. We will find Splinter and his. But they both take orders from Shredder, so they're not even close to his status. <laughs> I I gotta admit though, Bradford looks just like Shredder. Yeah, he does. It's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. <laughs> the poor foot soldier. I almost like his helmet better. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's a little bit more Vader-ish, because you can't really see anything, you know? Yeah. Now, now, what, now what is the deal with um, Shredder's eyes? Did you notice, like, one of his eyes was kind of messed up looking? I think he's got a pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> you should really go see a doctor about that. I know. It, he needs to start washing his hands after he wipes and before it touches his eye, man. I'm telling right. you. <laughs> he's got to be a little like, more sanitary. Right. Could you see, like, Shredder in, you know, like, the waiting room of a doctor's office? Just kind of just sitting there looking at a magazine. Oh, no, my eye. I have a pink eye. <laughs> it itches. The infernal like, turtles will pay. <laughs> He's looking for magazines. He's like, do you have any of the uh, Ninja Times? <laughs> <laughs> highlights. I hate highlights. <laughs> oh, man, it's lame. I'm digging Once this again, song. great opening. Oh, yeah. I love the opening of the show. 
Love the homage to the original comics. It's the best. Right, right. I agree. I still like the original, the second song from the original series. Turtle power! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Way to hit the high notes, man. I try, I try. It's all the 80s metal songs. That's right. <laughs> Some Bon Jovi. That's right. Hey, we're living on a prairie. You know that, right? <laughs> That's right. We're halfway there. We'll make it, I swear. <laughs> that turtle, oh, Josh. All right, guys. Okay, so so the uh, turtles, they're on the roof. I guess they're training. I'll tell you what, I'm going to miss Jason Biggs, believe it or not. Yeah, me too. I listened into him talk. I'm like, he was a great Leonardo. Especially with the uh, Space Heroes uh, issue. Oh, yeah. that was funny. It was hilarious. I love that. Did get all starry-eyed? Oh, it was yeah. great. He didn't do any flips. Oops. So the turtles hear something. There was a yep. uh, foot soldier kind of creeping about. <laughs> don't give oh, it sounds like hey. Yeah. Oh, you think that's Clunk? I don't know. That'd be sweet if it was. Yeah. Oh, Mikey's Hopefully going it for him. A, Hopefully it wouldn't be a catastrophe. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully it's not Hob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mittens? Is that Clunk? Mittens? Oh, lame. Oh, it's not Clunk. Are you an idiot? Oh, it's a her. Clunk was a boy, I think. No, Clunk was a boy. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. No, they won't. I'm not so scared. Was it Clunk got another cat pregnant and then that cat has kittens? That's what it was. Yep, yeah, that's okay. what it was in the, in the path. Okay. You know, if we talk to Jim Lawson again, I'm going to have to mention the path somewhere again. <laughs> I'm going to read it one more time before uh, the show. Did you go no. be crying on the show if you do that? Like, and the way Clunk just died in his arms broke my heart. Jim Lawson's going to be like, dude, get over it. Seriously. You're like, dude, it's I wrote one that issue. like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, Mins is mean. Yikes. Maybe it is Hob. <laughs> it's gotta be. Someone wanna help me with this? <laughs> <laughs> the cat's like stuck on the right. Michelangelo's back, just digging Space. the claws in. Humans will never understand. It's like my dog. I got a dog named Cookie. She's the dog from uh well she she's she's a demon, let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think I told everyone. I think the recording that we did uh, ended yeah. up getting hosed. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Tell them about your new animal, man. So we adopted a cat, and I named her Karai. <laughs> Very cool. Well, why'd you name her Karai, by the way? The first day that we got her, we lost her. We could not find her anywhere. We searched the whole house, top to bottom, and she was like tucked up underneath the entertainment center for the TV, like a ninja. It was ridiculous. Like I seriously thought that she had gotten outside. It was, it was crazy. That's awesome. Yep, she's a ninja. Yep. Born and raised. Check it out. I like that the Bradford. Uh, so. They had a billboard for Bradford. He's a karate teacher, and he's That's basically Chuck stop. Norris. I was gonna say, doesn't he just look just like Chris Chuck Bradford Norris? Yeah. I, I, I assume they did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, tied for last with every. And it seems like Michelangelo is kind of fanboying out. Right. Oh, there's foot ninjas. Oh, they're swooping down. Now in this series, they're people. Other than us. Yeah. In contrast with the um, uh, the original. But see, not not the 2003, but the original, the 87 series, they were robots. But see, in the 2003 and the Nickelodeon version, they were people. And they look, uh, like you said, they've got um, the ring all black with a red uh, dragon dochi. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, but the eyes make them look like bugs. It's some kind of like metal. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they do they do look a lot more like the uh, the original movie uniform, which I like. Yeah. Yes. Why are you so happy? It's you know, uh, money cannot buy the honor of uh, wearing Instead the dragon dojo. <laughs> That's right. Just saying. Uh, right, right. Well, I, I heard that somewhere. I, dang, I was trying to come up with another quote. I can't think of one right <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> it's getting late. Oh, so this big shredder oh, wait, wait. dude drops in. Never lower your eyes to an enemy. Nice. Oh, I, I think that's Tatsu. Oh, forget it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. All right, so Brad... Wait. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I like I like his mask better than I like Shredder's. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, you could you can't see his face. All you see is his eyes coming out. So uh, Bradford jumped in and started fighting with the turtles, and uh, Michelangelo yes. used his uh, whatever that chain is attached to his uh, nunchuck. Yeah, it's like chains with like uh, hooked knives on them. Yeah. Fair fight. And it kind of got caught on Bradford, and then he cut it off. Yep. So. There's a main rat. Is a fight you could lose. Well, yes, but Little sweet beard. Well, what I what I mean is, <laughs> you don't want to assure your Hey, I'm growing mine out now. No, are you? Uh, you but I I am. I am. Uh, it's, it's getting quite bushy. Nice. Was that fair? Uh, well, I mean, you know, for, for me, I I don't really have a thick, you know, facial hair pattern, but uh, I would like to grow that. If I can grow that, I'm happy. That'd be sweet. I've already given up on the whiskers. <laughs> but if I get the string beard, I'm happy. That'd be sweet. But if I get a staff, people will respect me. That's They'll right. think I'm smart. That's right. Wow, that's rad. Oh, I wish me and Chris Bradford were friends. <laughs> Mikey, you already have a human friend. Me. This is where you see, you know, Leonardo is still a little bit insecure about being the leader, and he's still got so much to learn. And what's that arcade machine say in the back? It looks like a Donkey Kong machine. Yeah, it's it kind of looks like a Donkey Kong machine, but I can't tell what's written on it. Oh, did you see that that desktop background that uh, Donatello had? Yeah, yeah, they were on his desktop. He'll be my first friend. You know, Chris Bradford and I are friends on Facebook. That's right. But sometimes they do. He said I was his best friend. He said he didn't like you. Well, no, take off, Hoser. No, he's he did. Friend. He said, nope. he said Rob, you, you're all right, but that Josh guy, he's no good. Dude, how many times has he poked you? Uh, <laughs> uh nah, none. Yeah, that's right. I've got five yeah, pokes. Yeah, right. Pokes in the eye. And guess who's number 5,286? <laughs> Five thousand two hundred eighty-six. Later. Nice. I love the new Michelangelo. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's pretty he's great. Love that pinball machine in the background too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, pinball and arcade machines, man. I, right. I gotta give him props for throwing those in there. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of nods to the you know the old classics. Like uh, I know Donatello when he was trying to find Melhead in I think episode two or three. Uh, he had a tracker device that was actually a Game Boy. Yeah, that was like, awesome. Like, he modified the Game Boy, and when he cut it on, you could actually hear the... Din -din, yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get that reference! That was pretty what? sweet. Which yeah. they didn't have to do, because it's mainly probably younger kids that are watching this. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. But, you know, every now and then they'll throw a bone to us older guys. That's right. Right. Just enough to keep us around, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh -oh. Won't you come in? <laughs> 
Bradford's all creeped out. He's like, uh. from here. The perfect place to stage an ambush. That wasn't very fair, was it? It's not about fairness. It's about victory. Okay, I'm sorry. And then, and then Chris. I wonder Bradford why Jason Biggs did put leave. Put on his hot comma. Man, oh. that guy can rock a hot comma. American guess Pie Five. Gotcha. There's gotta be like six of them now. Yeah. You've been going on about this for three hours. Ooh, someone sounds jealous. You just can't admit that you were the R word. Wrong. Uh. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> the R word. Nice. Wrong. <laughs> I've got two other brothers who do. Actually, I'd rather talk about anything else. I like, you know, like the, the what I really like about the new Michelangelo that I can actually relate to is, like, he's so, I don't know how to explain it. Like, he, he's so lost in his own world that he doesn't even realize that he's funny. You know, like, yeah. you know, and, and he's, he's awkward, but it makes it funny. <laughs> you know, it is a lot like you, Rob. How you doing? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very awkward guy. <laughs> I got to uh, work on your nickname. Ooh, and I got a friend named Chris you know, Bradford on my Facebook page too. Such close nice. <laughs> Yet I know so little about you. you think I don't know if I believe him though about the close of friends course. bit. Yeah. Now tell me everything about you. Well, where should I start? Oh, I named all six. Man, Chris Bradford's got a lot of How trophies though. Oh, they're stubby. And Joey Nails. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's fascinating. But I was thinking, <laughs> Joey Nails. and Joey Nails. Josh, I'm calling you Joey Nails from now on. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> you could call me Stubby. <laughs> okay. Now meet the stinky triplets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> me, I want pizza. Do you like pizza? Yeah, sure. Whoa. We have so much. <laughs> Do you like pizza? Common. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's totally fanboying out. Great? Bradford's all creeped out. Now, now, was that like you were when you met Kevin Eastman at that Comic Con? A little bit, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> nice. Since Although Kevin Eastman so loves pizza. So. Oh, nice. No, I don't really know that. <laughs> I'm assuming. He's got right. to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good dudes. He's got sometimes to. I don't think they respect me. No, I gotta, I gotta uh, oh, I want. Why. I'm kind of curious. You might actually know this, uh, the answer to this, Josh, but Look at the Ninja Turtles. When did they first like start liking pizza? Was that in the comic books or was it in the cartoon series? Because like part of me wants to say it was the cartoon series, but the comic book was out for three years before the cartoon ever came out. So was there ever like maybe um, an issue where they all ate pizza or something before the cartoon series? I'll have to check. I, I thought they said pizza as like baby turtles before they mutated. The Death Dragon. Oh like, yeah, maybe. I think they did, but we'll have to check. I'll have to look at my, my original. As a show of trust yeah, yeah. And friendship. I mean, I color classics reprints. I only right. have an original right. number four. But you have. Oh, don't don't tell them that. You, you got You got original number one. I saw it. Worth <laughs> worth thousands. Yeah, six thousand five hundred. Right. Only. Yeah. The Death Dragon. That was amazing. Yeah, it's devastatingly effective and complex. And yet even Mikey could learn it. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> it's Rad Brad. That's my little name for him. Rad Brad. He wants to get together <laughs> for a little, little b-ball. Can't wait to find out what the B stands for. You're going now? <laughs> Sorry, dudes. Human friend stuff. You know how it is. 
<laughs> no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my glance. Man, that katana looks awesome. Does. Weapon for a tough guy. In prison, we made our own weapons. I'll keep that in mind if I'm ever stupid enough to wind up in prison. <laughs> oh man, that's actually a pretty yeah. good line. Yeah. Not quite. Wait, I think. I love I how Bradford's it. wearing the jeans and the uh, and the denim vest too. <laughs> right, right. Match the denim vest. Yeah. And the, and the sweet chain. That's like a Canadian tuxedo. Where did you learn? <laughs> Mikey learned it from his new friend. The man who taught him that kata is no friend. It comes from the shredder. Shredder? Oh, I see. I love that. I love how they can tell. You know, when, when people use certain moves, like martial arts moves, they can tell. Oh my goodness. You know, I know who. There's only one man who knows that move. It's the shredder. Oh yeah. Like, I love uh, that. You know that one move from the Matrix when uh, Neo gets beat up. And he's he's laying down in the dust in the subway, and then he gets up and he kind of puts his arms up, and all the dust flies off of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I I do that move when I'm eating a ton of Cheetos, and you got them all <laughs> over your shirt. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. People know it's me. I'm like, right? Ah, oh, yeah. That's that's Josh Witt. That's his Cheeto move. <laughs> yeah, that's his Cheeto move. Tell me oh, what done with Chris. oh, so Bradford and Fishface, or soon to be Fishface, they corner Michelangelo. Now they're trying to beat him. Does Michelangelo know that it's Bradford at this point? No, he doesn't. But I can tell from those biceps and forearms, that's Bradford. <laughs> Haven't you figured out who I am? And the voice. Should I have? Oh, here it is. He's about to give it away. Oh, that was awesome. Oh! <laughs> no, hit him with Jody Nails there. We've already <laughs> face to face. Joey Nails. <laughs> I thought it was Stubby. Oh, 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 I thought it was Joey Nails. The guy with the cat? <laughs> you fool. The guy with the cat. Brad <laughs> Brad? Awesome. Uh-oh. Brad Brad. we were friends. I introduced you to all my toes. You actually thought someone like me <laughs> could be friends with a freak like I thought we were friends. Introduce you to all my toes. Oh, you see his lips quivering there? Yeah, he's so sad. But we need him. Oh, Michelangelo. All part of and that He looks so much like a turtle there, too. Like, he does. Like an actual turtle. Yeah. That's kind of cool. These turtles look... Alright, I gotta ask you. Do these turtles look better than the uh, 2014 uh, film turtles? Absolutely, no question. I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I would rather have a movie like this. I, I know that's. I know that comes across like a hater. I, I'm not. I'm. St of course, I'm still gonna watch it. But, uh, you know, the one that that will always kind of make me sad, honestly, Josh, is the 2007 Turtles. I think they've already been forgotten. Yeah. You know. Like, no one ever talks about the 2007 Turtles film. And, and you know, how good I, I I believe it was. It was excellent. Oh, my goodness, it was great. I think we're going to have to do a green screen on that. Oh, I hope we do soon, man. I really do. Especially get us through the next mutation. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, whose idea was that? I don't know, but whoever it was. <laughs> it's a hoser. It must have been Joey Nail's idea, because it stinks. <laughs> That's right. Got them. So Bradford and Fishface are about the corner of the turtles for good. 
They've tracked him into the sewers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> They're just like picking off the uh, foot soldiers. You can't yep. even hear them. It's like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What was, oh, that, what noise? was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a box. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the sewers, looking around. Foot soldiers have been picked off one mo one by one. Oh, there goes the last foot soldier. That's his fish face and Bradford. And fish face magically had a flare. Oh, they come through the water. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Well, look how their Love eyes are all white. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Take See, down. even in this cartoon, they can make the turtles look awesome. Like, yeah, they can make them look crazy. intimidating. Yeah. Even my... Angelo, yeah. when they want to. He just caught the katanas with his fingers. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Alright, so now two of the turtles are taking on Fish Face, two of the turtles are taking on Bradford. No, they just switched. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michelangelo's doing a pretty good job, but Mikey and Donnie, ooh, they just scored oh, one in his face. Right Power right in the kisser. I love the uh, spike shoulder pads that uh, Bradford has. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. Yeah, looks like Hawk and Animal from uh, Hawk and Animal from uh, WF, man. <laughs> Scary guys. <laughs> oh, man, Michelangelo. Oh, he was doing the kata there, wasn't he? He was, and he even said sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. What? Sweep the leg? <laughs> I can't do that. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> that didn't seem very fair. Uh, no, it wasn't. You're the best around. <laughs> around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Yeah. You're the best. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, Johnny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hated that guy. I feel <laughs> like that guy's way, way too overacting. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Put him in a body bag, Johnny. <laughs> oh my goodness. And worse. Knows about all of you. Oh, it's my worst. So Shredder knows about the turtles so and over? Splinter. Oh no, it's just beginning. I love, I love Splinter's. I mean, I love, I love the animation of this doing, series. This was on my but you really see, just by subtle movements of Splinter's eyes, you know, so the emotions that he feels. So it's, it's, it's great fault. stuff, man. This is a great series. <sighs> it is. If you tell the others, I'll beat the green off you. But I'll beat the green. You're an awesome guy. Bradford didn't think so. Well, he's a psychotic killing machine. You deserve way better. <laughs> you see the, the social network? No. It's called My, you know my Face. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, <laughs> Rap. Not quite Facebook. Not quite MySpace. My Face. Unfriend. <laughs> oh, he showed oh, him. Oh, lame. <laughs> Unfriended Chris Bradford. <laughs> no, that's another thing I got. I really like about the new, uh, the new series is every episode ends with like a comic book panel, 
you know, black and white comic book panel. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, what do you think about this episode, my man? I thought it was pretty entertaining. I, I thought Michelangelo was really, really funny in this one. Oh, I agree. I agree. This was probably better than the last uh, uh, Nickelodeon episode that we watched. I think the last one we watched was the Spider Bites episode, and that was pretty. That was pretty good. But I think this one was more entertaining. Uh, good fight scenes. Uh, there's more happening. Um, you see Bradford and the Fish Face guy. They know exactly where the turtles are, and they're going to report to Shredder. Splinter knows this, and he's like, Shredder's coming. You know, it's kind of like a... Although it was a very funny episode, it's also alluding to things that are going to happen in the future. Shredder's coming. And I, I don't know. I just think that that makes this episode um, more important and stand out more. So I, I got to say, this, this is a pretty good episode. And um, if you could pick a favorite scene, what would it be? Uh, Joey Nails. The feet? Yeah, that was hilarious. I gotta agree with you. Yeah, the the feet were great. I I can't I can't argue with that. Or Stubby. You know, I like Stubby. Uh, I'm partial to Joey Nails myself, but I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand. Okay. Yeah, I would probably guess one uh, about an eight slices of pizza out of ten. What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree. Eight's pretty fair. Okay. All right, man. Well, I guess that's it for episode ten, guys. And for those of you who uh, were expecting Kevin Eastman in this episode, we apologize, but I promise you. I promise you, he'll be on soon. We cannot wait to talk to him. And that, you know what? It's a blessing in disguise because that gives you guys more time to send us questions. We've gotten a handful, probably about three or four questions from our listeners. Well, then again, that might that might be all of our listeners. But, but you know, if, if there's anyone else else out there that wants to ask Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, I mean, the guy that drew the first Ninja Turtle, send us a message. Send us an email at turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com and we'd be happy to read it on the show. So, um, he'll be coming up soon. So, Josh, what kind of uh, pizza are we going to have to close out this episode 10? No, Rob, I was thinking about it and and we've been doing a lot of pizza lately. Yeah, yeah. I think for this one, we're going to change it up a little bit if that's okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Okay, everybody, here's the hoping that you enjoy your Krang cocktails. Oh, it sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, great. Sounds good. All right, well, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Yeah, hey, we're, we're doing all right, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's all me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're the normal one on the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you could say that. <laughs> Gonna, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I almost cried toward the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. I'm promised. It was pretty good. Oh my gosh! When when Splinter sheds a tear and he's looking over at Raphael, I was yeah. like, oh, I can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to put this comic book down. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Is it my turn to take us in, or is it your turn? Uh, I think it is your turn. Oh man, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it. So. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. We get coffee. I'm sorry, coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> oh, by the way, you said something on the last episode that cracked me up. Uh, we were making fun of Leonardo's voice, and you said something like, uh, you know, on the next mutation, and you said something like, "You think I got this party by eat pizza all day? Forget about it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> And, you know, I couldn't find anything on this exact day, Josh, but I did find something pretty interesting, pretty monumental. Um, let me find it. I've got... I'm on the wrong page here. Give me a second. Get your stuff just... together. You're a disgrace. Come on. 
sorry, Josh. <laughs> uh, okay, here it is. Here it is. All right. Josh, right? Just take it scratch. You're a disgrace. Right. <laughs> what's the matter with me? <laughs> I don't All know right. what's the matter with you. Dude, one of the guys that works just all they have to do is like, and I'm like, every time. It's awesome. Just gotta clang on some metal too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, when I was in Disney, sorry, this is totally not like whatever. Uh, when I was in Disney, I went to Planet Hollywood uh, in Orlando, and they had a ton of movie memorabilia. They had the Arnold Terminator 2 robot deal there. It was what? awesome. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was the it was the Terminator. It was the one like right before he got lowered into the, the lava pit. It was awesome. Like with authentic battle damage. <laughs> it, it was awesome. That's awesome. I now know why you cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. And I think that's it for the announcements, right? Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Yeah, Joe, something you want to know? Probably. Yeah, take off, man! <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get into the toy review? Yes. <laughs> Alright, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite when he's watching the dancing video. They're like, hey, do you want to get your groove on? And he's like, yes. That was a good episode, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that that really was. We we covered a good comic. We covered a good cartoon. Not so good toy, but you know it was good times.